Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of epic fantasy romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, oh, delightful. Today is Monday, July 24th, beginning of a new week. Um, I, I hope Christine's not listening. Uh, the last week of July. <laughs> I know I know um I mean we do have one more work day of July next week on the 31st but for all intensive purposes I think it's really funny that people get that one wrong um it should be for all intents and purposes but a very common mishearing is for all intensive purposes uh yeah last week of July I mentioned in my discord this morning we have a, a channel for rainy days and Mondays um, I don't think anyone guessed the song lyric maybe they didn't care right but I I did create a channel for rainy days and Mondays always get me down on uh, which you all get points if you can identify that song it's an old one it's a theme because that's what we talk about you know sort of like what are, what are our challenges for the week what are we wanting to overcome and I mentioned that I am on tenterhooks today and one of the gals who wasn't that much younger than I am had never heard the word tenterhooks before in case you all don't know what it means it's um, a state of nervously waiting and apparently comes from I didn't know what it came from I figured it was some sort of tenter and hooks so it turns out a tenter is a frame for drying sheets and so forth or cloth for sails and you would hook it on there and stretch it and so that's the state of being on tenter hooks tenter hooked am I uh, yes so I sent Onira off to agent Sarah on Friday I revised the first couple of chapters I was still tired I was still mentally tired physically tired I actually feel much better today um, so I couldn't tell <laughs> this book I couldn't tell if it was any good or if it's just weird and so Sarah is reading it and going to expedite the read but um, the delightful uh, greats ah, sorry Grace Draven I've got something in my shoe here and it's distracting me and I'm just going to deal with this like between my toes you always hope it's not something horrible right I don't know what it was <laughs> um it's all good it's all good it wasn't anything horrible I can focus now anyway Grace read the first four chapters for me because she's a delightful human being and we talked about it last night and and she gave it thumbs up she did say <laughs> she's so funny because she said so what audience do you think you're targeting for this book and I'm like Grace Starling I have no fucking clue <laughs> this is why I am asking you to read it and that's why you know this book fell on me it insisted on being written a particular way and yeah I don't know and she said well if it's a romance if it's a fantasy romance 
then you have pacing problems and you have to really tie things up you'll get things going a lot faster and I said you know that's the thing is it's not a romance it doesn't end quite like a romance either and she said well you know then if it's if it's high fantasy then it's perfect and it's right on target and I'm like oh well I guess it's high fantasy <laughs> um but yeah she said it's she said it's good um she did talk about one section that uh, she said this one was really info dumping unless this comes back later and it's super important you need to uh, trim that up some and and it's funny because I remember writing that section I wrote it when I was at Wiscon and I would uh, wrote it early in the morning when I woke up there and then I went out to the farmer's market with my friend Susan and she you know asked me how the writing was going and and I said I just wrote the most bizarre stuff I don't even know why I wrote it and she's like well just go with it but it was this scene on uh not scene stuff stuff about night terrors and how they work in in the dream so yeah I, I'm not surprised that grace I did it is something that needs to be trimmed up I'll look at it she said that she once um wrote I'm trying to remember the word that she used that she once wrote 1400 words on how to basically butcher a boar um field dress a boar maybe and uh, that her editor told her that she had to cut it down to 400 words <laughs> these are things that that we do so yeah I very rarely overwrite I very rarely write stuff that I have to cut out in chunks like that but this is also like this stuff she'd read other than those first two chapters that I'd revised otherwise it's all first draft and it's unusual for me to give people my full first draft. So we'll see what agent Sarah says I know I've talked about this some but um this is kind of where the the strategizing comes in for me as far as being a hybrid author uh, I get asked this in interviews sometimes you know like how do I balance my traditionally published projects uh, versus the indie projects <laughs> you know and very often the answer is and it's I think this is true for a lot of hybrid authors is it's like it's not a planned out thing it's <laughs> it's a scramble you know I always think of uh, you know like the Einstein quote how do I work I grope um yeah you know it's like a lot of times it's you know we we use the metaphor of juggling you know juggling the balls and you just try to not to drop any but sometimes you're like boom 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 uh, that's the way it goes so anyway uh what I am doing as far as trying to figure out the balance of the projects is if Sarah says she wants to take this on trad sub I still have to do some revision work on it but I also really 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 need to get an indie project out soon if she doesn't want to take it on trad sub this is like in some ways the simplest solution if she says no um, 
and in some ways I'm kind of hoping that she says no and and for those of you wondering no I didn't have to give it to Sarah if I had told Sarah no I'm just going to self publish this one she would have been fine uh, it's it's partly a courtesy um, she works with me on you know like sub rights you know foreign rights and audio rights and that kind of thing she helps me with all sorts of stuff so it's it's a courtesy for me to show her my new projects uh, that's part of uh, having a decent working relationship but it's also she part of the reason to have an agent is she's got that feel for the market. So if she reads this and says you know I think we could really do something with submitting this to XYZ places uh, because you know, she has that insight. Now a friend of mine who self publishes and self publishes very very well uh, like she had um, a book that came out the beginning of this year that did really well for her on Kindle Unlimited and she made $60,000 on it in one month and which is great she doesn't make that every month and she spends a lot of money on ads but she she <laughs> I mean she did great right I would love to get that kind of payday. So she said to me why am I even taking stuff out to try out anymore uh, when I can make so much more money self publishing and I said well a because I'm not making $60,000 a month with my indie projects I might have a different perspective if that were the case um, but also I do think there are some good reasons to go with traditional publishing uh, and I think it will become we're, we're at an interesting nexus Grace and I were talking about this some last night uh, I got another newsletter from um, Demanza saying that they're now working up a they said they're collaborating with this service it's not clear to me how much of this is like their how much they're involved but there's going to be a service that presumably authors can buy into where we can be certified have our work certified as written by humans and they're going to use ironically enough AI to scan a manuscript and determine how much of it was written by AI and then authors can like receive this certification saying that we are not uh, that we did not use the AI to write our books um, and yeah presumably we will pay for this please reference all of the times that I have talked about selling shovels to gold miners. You could probably look up the tag on that in the podcasts. I won't go into that rant today. If you're really confused, you can ask me. So, uh, <laughs> but I think that one thing about traditional publishing, it'll be interesting to see because obviously Hollywood is talking about wanting to use AI for writing. But I think traditional publishing gives, still gives, a level of validation uh, they still have the reach into bookstore distribution things like bookstore uh, book festivals and so forth also 
if I got a nice enough trad deal it would be money up front that I don't have to spend um, and it could be a really nice chunk and then you start getting into things like like the movies and the foreign rights and I would love to crack into that level of things. So um, so yes I know I had a point and I knew that I was sort of like going tangent to tangent which is always a bad always a bad thing. So talking to Grace um, why am I doing trad. So I almost hope that Sarah will say no that she doesn't want to submit this to trad because it will make my decision tree easier. On the one hand I do want I mean I would love it if she sold it to trad and got me um, an amazing deal. I think in some ways it would be easier. This is my second reason why I think it would be much it would be better if she does want to take it to traditional publishing because I am I think they might have a better shot at marketing it. I think if we sold it to someone who really does fantasy then I think it'll be more straightforward. However the signs are kind of lining up and Sarah's decision will be the ultimate sign right but I did check with with my cover artist Raven and asked her if there was any way that she could do a cover for me last minute in August if I decided to self publish Onira and she said uh, she said as a matter of fact she had a cancellation so she could work me in. So there's a sign. Okay so that's that's the simple decision tree right. Uh, Sarah says no on taking Onira to traditional publishing. I spend the next couple of weeks getting that ready to self publish it in August. Uh, if Sarah does want to take it to, to traditional publishing then I really need to get an indie project out there. I really need to get twisted magic written that's that's the big thing and so that will take priority. The other thing that's going on is that amethyst run is still out on submission and we're getting these um, enthusiastic replies from editors but they keep asking for the full manuscript they and and word on the street is like one of them uh, the gossip is that this editor is no longer allowed to buy partial manuscripts because they bought too many from authors that are like two to three years behind on finishing the book. Two to three years people uh, and I'm, I'm amused that both Dorinda and Grace who are um, who tend to miss deadlines they're they're both just that that's the kind of writer they are uh, <laughs> and they were both like well I feel so much better now I've never been two to three years behind <laughs> deadline months yes. Um, I know Dorinda has been behind by at least a year on one but not two to three right. It's all it's all a matter of uh, scale. So anyway uh, <laughs> it, it annoys me because I am the writer who who does not miss deadlines. I mean you all know that I've bumped a, a couple but in general and I don't think I've ever missed in fact I know I've never missed a traditional publishing deadline. There was one time when I asked for an extra month and my editor was so happily 
agreeing to that, that, um, I knew he had built in that time. <laughs> he was like, oh, sure. No problem. Because they do figure in extra time for us to miss our deadlines, knowing us and how we work. I mean, it's the nature of, it's the nature of creation, right? But yeah, it's like, I would actually, if they bought this book, I would finish it on time, but apparently this editor, uh, needs to fill their lineup right now. So they want me to finish writing that book. But so then here we come back to wig on the other side. If I spend time finishing that book, there's no guarantee I'll sell it. I guess I can self publish it. Uh, and so I'll have a couple of things in my pipeline, but you know, summertime sales drop and I need that. I need that income. So this is the, the balancing act and some ways like my friend who is like doing quite well with this, you know, making 60 K in a month, she has gone to, you know, she's just going to self publish. And I know a lot of authors who've done this. It's, it's a simpler decision, right? You don't have to deal with this decision tree. Like I'm thinking about three different works and how can I write them all in time? <laughs> uh, yeah, if only I could write faster <laughs> and I know I write fast. I mean, everybody's always telling me how I write fast. And there are several people, um, who are just amazed that I've already finished Onira and it's like, well, that one wrote fast. I did write fast in it. And Grace and I were talking about that too, when she was saying, well, if you wanted it to be a fantasy romance, you'd have to do a lot of work on it. You'd have to really eviscerate it. And I said, yeah, and it's not that I'm not willing to do the work. I'm well, I kind of don't want to, but also because this book dropped on me from out of the sky and, you know, sprung full grown from my forehead as it were. Uh, I want to honor that. I want to honor that this book wants to be what it wants to be. So if Sarah does come back saying, you know, oh, well, if I, you know, changed it up to make it be a different genre, I, I would tell her no, because I do want to honor this book. I also have an idea for how the cover would look. So, so it'll be very interesting where we are now all you are sharing the hooks on my tenter, uh, for us <laughs> to find out what does agent Sarah think? Uh, yeah, but it was very good to have Grace's feedback to have her tell me, oh yeah, this is actually fantasy. So all of you lovelies out there, if, um, I do end up self publishing this, I'm going to be hitting y'all up <laughs> because uh, I'm going to need help getting the whole message across that this is, this is really pure fantasy. It does have a romance in it, but it's, um, definitely a romantic subplot and it's not, it's, it's very interesting for me to have figured out, uh, had this experience of how very differently paced it is and the order of information so far as this being really a fantasy novel as opposed to uh, strongly romance.
it makes me see how my other books are are very are very much um romance plot structured. So and this one is a fantasy plot which Mary Robinette Kowal argues there is no fantasy plot and I had a hard time coming up with a counter argument. So anyway I'm just going to keep revising Onira because I have to revise it either way. Uh, I thought about switching to one of these other projects but uh, this book has to be revised no matter where we are on that decision tree. So that's what I'm going to work on. Hope that you all are being able to make effective decisions this week and that they are productive ones for you. And I will talk to you all on Friday. We'll have news then or you can watch my socials. You probably I'll mention it before that you all take care. Bye bye.